0: I forgot a blazer. Aren't you home? No, I'm at
1: my parents' house. Oh, nerd! Oh, are you in your room? Your old room? Is there like a timber? Shut up, I Amin mean. on your wall. I don't want
0: to talk about it, I Amin. Mean.
1: Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amin O'Hasson and that's Charlotte Wilder. On today's program, another edition of bold or spicy. Bold and spicy? Or? Bold or spicy. But first, the headlines. America.
0: It is with great joy that I tell you that over the weekend, Marcus Smart married Mesa Haloom in a fairy tale wedding, as reported by People Magazine, in an exclusive. What can I say? Dreams do come true. And this was the most incredible day. Smart said the beautiful couple said I do in front of 300 of their closest friends and family in Newport Coast, California. I don't know what that is. Is that Newport Coast? Is that a resort? I
1: I think it's a little bit nicer than Newport Beach, right? Newport Beach. Any riffraff can go Newport Coast. That's exclusive. Yeah, it's elevated.
0: It's on a it's on a brick (laughs) wall or something.
1: It's something that I feel like John Taffer would say in an episode of Bar Rescue, where he's elevated the menu for a deeper pocketed clientele.
0: They've elevated the lawn.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, I know I'm getting old when I do the thing my parents used to do all the time whenever they hear someone's name and say, wait, are they Sudanese? Because I hear the name Mesa Haloum, and I'm like, she sounds Sudanese. And then I looked at the picture, I'm like, she looks Sudanese. Is she Sudanese? Call our tip line right here, 1-800-ODDBALL, and uh, let us know. I don't know if that number's real, by the way. I just made it up on the spot.
0: 1-800-ODDBALL has the correct number of numbers to be real, so we uh, should find now. out where that goes.
1: Ain't my first time making a phone call.
0: Among those in attendance were Marcus's former Celtics teammates, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, of the Dallas Mavericks, Daniel Tice from the Indiana Pacers, and Gary Payton Jr. from the Golden State Warriors. Not in attendance was me. So my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail, Marcus, because I had a whole best-dude speech for you planned and everything.
1: Elsewhere in actual NBA news, Damian Lillard Throughout the celebration,
0: started- the couple served a plated dinner of ahi tuna crudo, gnocchi cacio e pepe, filet mignon with asparagus and potatoes, lobster risotto, and herb roasted chicken. The couple also had a candy wall, fun, and soft serve station, as well as a hookah and complimentary marijuana. <gasps> hmm. For an after hours <laughs> post-event snack was Raising Cane's.
1: Raising canes. Trash. Absolute trash. Unless unless they're a sponsor. They're a sponsor, then we love it. Especially that Texas toast. Look, you guys butter a Texas toast like no others. <laughs> nice and it's thick. Love it. The chicken, we need to talk about the seasoning a little bit, but you know. Anyways, in other news, Damian Lillard trade talks in addition
0: to live performances by rapper YG and Grammy winning singer Eric Bellinger, who I have not heard of. There was an oil painter and guests could pose in a photo booth or take shots off an ice luge to wrap up the weekend. The newlyweds hosted a farewell pool party to thank their guests. After the weekend-long celebration, Smart says they're going to keep the party going with a honeymoon in Bora Bora before he starts training camp for the upcoming NBA season. And I got to say, folks, Bora Bora sounds lovely, lovely.
1: And other Damian Lillard-specific news, which everyone has I been waiting for. Oh, I do have
0: a best man speech. All summer about this. That I would like to read, just because when am I going to get the chance?
1: Okay, Go on. ahead, though. No, please. Please. We I'm need just more that. Smart here. Wedding stuff. Yes, no, go ahead. Nah, Marcus Osmond. It's not a huge blockbuster deal in the works going on. No, no, no. Marcus Smart winning. Go ahead. This
0: is my blockbuster deal. I mean, Marcus Osmond Smart. Where do I begin? I won't talk about that trip to Vegas because what happens there stays there. Am I right, Jason and Jalen? <laughs> Bro code. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, in all seriousness, couldn't be happier to see one of my main dudes marrying his main dudette. Just an absolutely beautiful thing. That ring you gave Mesa is the most important ring you'll ever win, man. I gotta say, I I do hope that this marriage is strong, um, durable. And that your new wife won't suddenly ship you off to Memphis, uh, after nine years with no warning. Um, I'm gonna miss you, man. I hope we stay in touch. Listen, uh, you got a good one. Take care of this guy, okay? And, um... Mazel tov to the happy couple. Go get him. Lahaim.
1: His middle name is Osman? Is Marcus Smart Sudanese? Is this a Sudanese wedding?
0: It could be, I mean. now you Are you
1: invested now? Now, now I should have been invited. What's going on here? <laughs> All right. In massive news that the entire NBA community was talking about for the last week, other than Charlotte Wilder, who was consumed with a wedding, Damian Lillard trade rumors are churning back up as we get conflicting reports regarding exactly where he's going. One thing is for certain, the Blazers have kicked discussions into high gear, and the plan is to have Lillard traded before training camps open next week. Hey, on second thought, Charlotte, do you have anything else on the smart wedding? I, I got nothing here.
0: Uh, um, you know, uh, I just wish we were invited. That's sort of what I'm stuck on right now. Yeah.
1: The NBA has defined new flopping rules and flopping violations, and they've been articulated by the snazzily-dressed Monty McCutcheon, who spoke exclusively with Sam Amick of The Athletic. Every now and again, there comes a story that is too funny to adulterate in any way with any of our jokes. I'm going to read verbatim some of the things that Monty McCutcheon and Sam Amick talked about from Sam's story in The Athletic. Subscribe now, by the way. Defining a flop, as McCutcheon explained, the referees have come up with an easy-to-remember acronym to help all involved understand the way flops should be regulated. It's called the STEM system. Charlotte, do you know what STEM stands for?
0: Science, technology, education, math.
1: Engineering math, first of all. So acronyms, another thing Charlotte's not great at. But no, in the NBA, it is secondary, theatrical, exaggerated movements. To put it plainly, reactions to contact that are secondary or theatrical or exaggerated will be identified as flops. The secondary aspect was highlighted with Minnesota Timberwolves' big man, Rudy Gobert, who threw his body back long after absorbing contact in the paint. One potato, two potato, now he's falling. The Miami Heat's Kyle Larry was featured in a clip that qualified as theatrical as he took a hit on the sideline from Smart and then threw himself over the nearby scores table and nearly into the stands. This happened, I think I was at this game when it happened. Really? Yes, it was in the playoffs.
0: Honestly, Uh, that's such a commitment to the bit that I feel like it should be rewarded, not punished.
1: Well, interestingly enough, it was rewarded. Marcus Smart was called for an offensive foul. But with that to happen this season, Charlotte, Kyle Hmm. Lowry would be called for a technical foul. Oh. Now, in terms of exaggeration, McCutcheon shared three identifiers of flops. Considerable distance traveled by flopping player. <laughs> Excessive flailing of limbs, double <laughs> arm circles, as an example. Potential to have injured another player as a result of having flopped. Now, here's the thing, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. If you get a technical foul as a result of flopping, that does not count towards your uh, ejection quota, meaning usually two texts get you ejected. But of course, that doesn't count for things like Uh, calling a timeout that you don't have or you know or or a three defensive three in the key those get technical fouls but they're not unsportsmanlike technical fouls the flop is also one of these sportsmanlike fouls i guess it is not an unsportsmanlike technical foul hence it will not count towards your ejection quota
0: so like marcus smart could have like 10 technicals through Mm -hmm. in a game now
1: Yes, as long as as long as they're all off of flops and not off of anything else. Oh, by the way, they've got like a golf style snitch system where uh, you like a
0: hotline you can call in.
1: No, they don't have a hotline, you know, because we do have Secaucus, the NBA referee, the replay center in, in Secaucus, New Jersey. That's where they're watching everything. So even if you're not assessed a technical foul during the game, you will be fine after the game if they catch you. So all eyes on you, Pat Beverly. Don't think you slick over there, Marcus Smart. We're watching you, Joel Embiid, all of you, Kyle Lowry. You guys are all on a shit list. Speaking of Patrick Beverly, the former Laker guard revealed recently that he texted Garrett Vanderbilt on the morning of his extension signing and told him not to agree to it. Thursday at 8, 18 a.m. I told him, don't sign an extension. Trust me. Hoop, stay in shape. And I repeat, do not sign an extension. If he would have waited, he could have gotten four years, $65 million. Instead, Vanderbilt signed a four-year, $48 million extension. I'm going bullshit. Like, unless you got a screenshot of the text, I'm not going to believe it happened. This feels like Monday morning. Okay. Touche, you got it.
0: All right. Okay, Pepev. Uh, speaking of extensions, Vanderbilt's legs, although he's listed at six foot eight, there are rumors that Vanderbilt has somehow grown to 6'11". The 24-year-old Vanderbilt, while on the title league podcast, addressed the speculation saying, they saying I'm 6'11 now, dot, 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 I don't know, said Vanderbilt, that's what the street's saying, I'm just the messenger
1: the messenger motherfucker is that your height or not i just
0: like what i have so many questions like did his is his pr team trying to plant that he's taller like does he know if he grew three inches at the age of 24 what is happening here did he get that leg extension surgery that those uh, guys were going to vegas to get
1: the guys from the manosphere
0: yeah <laughs> the guys from the man, from the man place
1: yes this is the uh red pill podcast get the longer man- legs <laughs>
0: Joel Embiid has until October 10th to decide whether he will play for France in the 2024 Olympics. Ah! My question is, what? Is France going to be like, "Uh, Joel, we do not want you anymore. Even though you wish to play for us and you're an MVP caliber player, you
1: are too late. We have moved on. I I have Joel like on October 11th showing up like, breathless and sweaty with his, like, paperwork. Like, I, I, got, I have the application here! I, got, Can I... Am I... Is it too late? And gonna, I'm sorry. Uh, the deadline was yesterday. You have to go play for your... Uh, uh, what is it? taz Oh, yeah. Oh, good luck playing with them. Uh, they come uh, far! Far! In it, the uh, World Cup.
0: The French are supposed to be late, but not in this case, Joël.
1: Yes, uh, see our... Uh, Entire bureaucracy was uh, created under Napoleon, so we have not changed it in about 300 years, somewhere like that, maybe 250. My math is not so good. Do well, I like, go back to like Charlotte? How you say uh Philadelphia? The, uh, the baguettes they use for uh, these uh, cheese steaks are sapare. We'll be back with bold or spicy after this.
0: Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy, for the team or player that just can't get it together plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: The Red Hot Chili Peppers are behind Charlotte. That means we're going under the bridge to play some Bold or Spicy. You like what I did there, folks. A little mixed, a little of this, and a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Bold can't spicy. stop Spicy. Mean. The game where I read a statement. Charlotte reads a statement. We have to rank each other's statements on a scale of one to 10 by how bold or spicy. I still don't know what the difference is. But we'll get it started, Charlotte. With this statement, Bradley Beal's all-star level of play is over. Not just him being called an all-star; the actual caliber of all-star play is over for him.
0: I think that's pretty spicy. I'm gonna give that a. Uh, I'm gonna give that an eight because he's what? He's thirty. He's been an all-star a lot of times. How many times? I mean, do you know?
1: I, I want to say like three or four times.
0: Yeah, he's right. what is it? He's averaged like twenty two points over six hundred and fifty ish games in his career. I think this guy he I think he's still got it. He's still going. Thirty isn't thirty isn't old. I mean, I couldn't have done it at thirty, but I also couldn't have done it at nineteen. So I think I think Bradley's still got a lot left in the tank.
1: Three time also at twenty two points per game. Wow, look at us. Up the top mm-hmm. just whew, knowledge. All right.
0: Uh, Okay. Um, Here's a spicy one for you. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? I mean, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns demands a trade solely because Rudy Gobert is annoying.
1: Two. (laughs) That's, I mean, I've said the only reason I say two is because he'll probably demand trade for other reasons as well. So Mm -hmm. the solely part is the part where I'm like, ah, maybe that's not. Maybe that's pushing it a little bit. But other than that, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, for sure. Rudy Gobert, man, like, he means well. I think you know what it is. I think he's someone who like learned leadership from like reading about it in a book, uh, and then yeah. thinks like, "Oh, right. all I got to do is hold teammates accountable," and then like just walks in there and does stuff, and everyone's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" So yeah, yeah.
0: Also, did you? I don't think we talked about the uh, cat interview on on Paul George's podcast.
1: No. What did he say? He
0: was Carl Anthony Towns was like they were like what was it like when Rudy when Rudy was added he was like uh, I was in Europe and found out about it on social media and it was an adjustment like talking talking about it in the polite terms of like I hated yeah. everything about this
1: yeah makes sense makes a lot of sense here we go wow all right um, Charlotte your statement yep. is. Steve Kerr is done as a head coach after this year. He's done.
0: Forty-five. I think that's the spiciest one. He, Steve Kerr, is not gonna hang up his basketball shoes yet. God, really, hang up your cleats doesn't work in basketball. Um, I mean, I know that he's done what he's done. Everything, five championships as a player, four as a head coach. Yep. Team USA, all that stuff. Yep. Why would he stop? He's still he can still do it. I feel like he's a guy who, if he's not, if he's not doing something basketball related, he'll he'll keel over.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could also Steve's also like a quality of life guy, so I could see him being like, I don't need this.
0: So. I mean, if it were me, I probably would have stopped a few years ago
1: yeah you quit while you're ahead
0: (laughs) yeah gotta know when to leave the party steve but i don't think he's gonna do it know
1: when to hold them know when to fold them all right what's what's the next one charlotte
0: uh jaime haquez jr could win rookie of the year that's your spicy take i mean
1: 10 this come on guys rookie of the year requires like two really necessary things minutes shots that's all it is. If you look through... Oh, yeah, it's like word count all over again, Charlie. That's yeah. right. If you look yeah. through the annals of history, not to be confused with the annals of history, you'll see that the rookie of the year almost every year is the guy who averaged the most points. Why? Because people are lazy. They just like scoring. Now, a lot of times those guys are actually the best players in the rookie class, so it's not like they were far off. But, like, yeah... Uh, for old JJJ, as I like to call him, like he's not going to get the minutes or opportunities to shoot that guys like Scoot Henderson, that Brandon Miller, that Victor Wembanyama, that some of the other rookies are going to get. And so, yeah, no, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. That's easy. Okay. All right. Last one for you, Charlotte. Yep. Mark Jackson will be an NBA coach again this season. Now, Hollywood, does he have to be a head coach yeah. or, or is assistant it's his coach? Head
0: or if it doesn't say head coach. it
1: Just, just so coach. So there you go. It's open a, season for Mark Jackson to be an NBA coach again this season. Mark Jackson, of course, was part of the broadcast team at ESPN, covering the NBA Finals and other marquee games. And he got let go in favor of the new crew that has Doc Rivers and Doris Burke in it. So, do you see him on the sidelines again this season, Charlotte?
0: Yeah, I I mean, well
1: 1 to 10. That's the game we're playing. Here. I
0: think it's a I think it's like a I think it's a three because I don't know about this season. How does the coaching cycle, the hiring coaching cycle work? Like
1: to get hired as an assistant coach is yeah. usually what's happened is the head coach got fired. One, someone got appointed as the new head coach and now he needs an assistant coach and they bring in, like, someone. If it's someone coming in from the outside being an assistant coach, it is usually that kind of scenario. Which
0: Okay, then may- maybe a four because the right head coach would have to get fired in the middle of the season. But I feel like Mark Jackson is, is a very likely candidate for an assistant. If this were next season, I'd say it's a one. But I guess the timing of it makes yep. it a little spicier.
1: Yep. Okay. Right.
0: Um here's yours, Amin. Your spicy, your last spicy take. The Warriors don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs.
1: The Chris Paul thing really I was gonna I was gonna jump to a nine, but the Chris Paul element, I'm not sure how it works. I'm not sure what kind of impact that has. On a team, if it's not working, I'm um, gonna go s- six point five. Okay. Like it's it's still a spicy take. I think you know as long as Steph, Draymond, and Clay are healthy and Looney, um, I think that's a team that. I mean, look, Steph, Draymond, it Clay. It sounded
0: like you were saying as long as Steph, Clay, and Draymond are still healthy and Looney, yeah. like still wacky, wacky, wacky ass. Wacky
1: guys, <laughs> Looney Tunes. No, but Steph. Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney—that lineup had the best, the best right. net rating of any five-man lineup in the NBA last season. Really? So, yeah, they're, they're still amazing when they're all healthy. Obviously, health right. and availability has been an issue uh, over the past season. Um, the Chris Paul part adds a, like a tricky element because it could either work amazingly or it could backfire disastrously. I don't really see an in-between there. So I'm gonna give it like a six and a half.
0: All right. Man, I'm really excited. The, the Chris Paul thing is this the sneaky drama that I don't think, that I'm really excited for. I can't wait to see how that goes. What on earth is going on with Damian Lillard? There's so many rumors and like so many things coming out, but so few concrete facts.
1: First of all, what I told you guys months and months ago is happening, which is it's not gonna be a one-on-one deal with the Heat and the Blazers. It's gonna have to be expanded to include more people. Now, for whatever reason, the Blazers are continuing to let people know that we're available to, trade. you know, we wanna trade them anywhere. And uh, as such are trying to drum up this market, but I I believe this is all kind of like a fiction. I don't think anyone is actually considering trading for them or if they are considering giving up major assets for them. So this is still a Miami Heat thing. It's gonna be a larger deal. It looks like it's going to involve Indiana. It's going to involve Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton goes to Portland, and Nurkic goes down to Phoenix, and T.J. Yeah. McConnell goes from Indiana to Phoenix, and Buddy Heald would go down to Miami. Uh, Tyler Hero will go up to Indiana, and obviously Damian Lillard would come to Miami, and I believe maybe it's Duncan Robinson, maybe it's Caleb Martin, maybe it's some other guys are also switching spots there. So large, complicated, unresolved, still in the works. That's how I would classify it, honestly. When you hear about the Torontos, O.G. Ananobi is the name you hear. But, again, I, I just can't see Portland, out of spite, sending him there for O.G. Ananobi, who's, I guess, would go to Phoenix. I don't. I just don't see that kind of haul being enough uh, for everyone, for them to just say, oh, yeah, we got DeAndre Ayton, and that was good enough right? uh, without the picks and without all the other stuff that would be happening with that large Miami deal.
0: I feel like I've seen fans or people on Twitter being like, you know, would Portland really do that to Dame after Dame's been so loyal to them, send him somewhere he doesn't want to go and he's made it very clear where he wants to go. Do you think there's, like, any validity to that? Do you think emotions factor in at all? Or is this just like business, and everybody can go to hell?
1: No, I'm I'm sure emotions always factor in, but like, like the right. bi- the smart business move is don't send them to, to Toronto for a couple of reasons. He's going to reiterate that he doesn't want to be there. The Raptors are going to have to weigh that risk against giving up actual things that they like, and so it it overall it, it depresses what they could be getting. Like if you find a way to get him where he wants to go. That's probably the path where you're going to get the most amount of good for him. And this idea that, like, out of spite, you're not going to send him to where he wants to go. That is emotion, but it's emotion active acting against your best interest rather than for it.
0: I think the funniest part of that is thinking of Tyler Hero in Indiana. To me, I feel like Tyler Hero's made himself into such like a Miami guy, like such a like city man, you know, on his like, yachts and all this stuff. And then you put him in Indiana. Like what would happen
1: to his personality? I mean, let's be real. The kid's from Milwaukee and he went to Kentucky.
0: He would revert back to like that Tyler Hero or would he bring like bucket hat Tyler Hero with him to Indiana?
1: Oh, you think he'd like get braces again? And be like, no, what's (laughs) happening? It's like Superman going to Krypton. He loses all his superpowers all of a sudden. That would be funny.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, enough game time. Let's talk about game time, specifically the game time app, which you can get 20.
1: Did did that have to be a pun?
0: Yeah, it actually did. (laughs) It's the terms and conditions apply. And that's one of the terms and conditions. But if you use the code oddball, you'll get 20 bucks off. That's not bad. That's really good. And Uh, we have our own code. I mean,
1: we do promo code oddball, which. Yes, we should have been telling you guys a long time ago, but we're telling you now the promo is oddball. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.